Dr. Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for tuning into the Paul Leslie Hour, and Merry Christmas to you. I'm very pleased to be bringing this out there. As some of you know, before starting this podcast, I was in radio. So what I'm presenting to you today is a Christmas radio special I did with an in-studio guest, guitarist, composer, James Malcolm Cobb. I think it was circa 2007, and James had just released an album called Best Christmas Ever. Well, what is that? It is a solo classical guitar album of traditional songs, but it's one complete piece. What I mean is, if you listen to just one song from the album, you've kind of missed the point. Every song, there's 23 in all, they all flow into one another to make a complete listening experience. James likes to say that his favorite review of this CD, someone said that it was the least annoying Christmas album ever. I think that that's accurate. In fact, I think it's great. There is no Christmas album I listen to more. I never listen to just a track. It's always the whole experience I listen to it from beginning to end. So with the permission of James Malcolm Cobb, I'm offering this as a podcast. Along with the interview that we did in studio, you're going to get to hear the music that we played. There is an effort underway to bring Best Christmas Ever out there to the public again. I looked it up, and it is on Amazon. Now get this. It's only $969 a copy plus shipping. It's that good. (laughs) So hopefully it'll be made available for the masses where everybody can get it. For the people who listen to the Paul Leslie Hour, this is our Christmas present to you. Some of the details in the interview have changed. James is no longer with A1A, but it's a good interview and the music we play is sensational. If you want to support the mission of the Paul Leslie Hour, you can do so. Just go to thepaulleslie.com. Up at the top, click support the show. I hope you all enjoy. Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm your merry host, Paul Leslie, and today we are introducing you to classical guitarist James Cobb. James Cobb is an accomplished guitarist, a harmonica ace, composer, singer, and all-around music man. Alongside his solo work, he fronts JCP, the James Cobb Project. He also performs with A1A as a guitarist and harmonica player. James Cobb is a classically trained musician, and when you hear his wonderful versions of Christmas classics, you're going to really fall in love with his work. Now we're going to play a cut from today's special guest, Mr. James Cobb. This is What Child Is This? followed by God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. Thank you. 
taking a look at the album Best Christmas Ever, arranged, performed, produced, and engineered by Mr. James Cobb. Joining us here is classical guitar sensation Mr. James Cobb. First of all, thank you for taking the time to come visit us. So thank you for being here, James. It's great to be here, Paul. I'm glad I could do it. Been wanting to do it for a long time. Well, thank you. You have a lot of things that you do musically, and a lot of our listeners probably know you from the band A1A but you also have the JCP and your solo work, such as this Christmas album. So tell us, first of all, just for the curiosity of our listeners, how you started with A1A. Coney Farrell that plays with Jeff got me into the band, got me into A1A. Originally, they they just hired me on to play harmonica. So I started listening to Old Fingers Taylor recording, trying to learn some of those signature riffs, and it had really been great for me to expand my harmonica playing and really do more handheld playing, because I had mostly been a stand harp player over the years, usually playing harmonica and guitar at the same time. So I started working on more harmonica with A1A and singing background vocals with them too. After about a year of that, I ended up buying this guitar that is a synthesizer guitar. It's a MIDI-capable nylon string guitar. Made the mistake of bringing that to rehearsal one day, and it has a great steel drum sound in the synthesizer. And Jeff said, oh, you're doing that now. We need, you know, we need steel drum and harmonica. It actually worked out great for me because I wasn't comfortable with playing harmonica on every song because the novelty wears off. And I'm also not comfortable standing in front of people unless I'm holding a guitar. Now I'm also studying Robert Greenwich, uh, his playing, and uh, every other steel drum player that I can hear. And I lived in the Caribbean for many years in the Virgin Islands, so I have a lot of Caribbean and steel drum background. You know, I've heard the instrument a lot and known a lot of good players. In A1A, I play those two things, a steel drum on a synthesizer guitar and harmonica. That's very interesting that you're able to study and incorporate two styles like that I really have never heard anyone play like that as far as incorporating a steel drum sound in a guitar. It is interesting, and I never planned on it. It just, like I said, it just worked out that way. The sound is already there in the synthesizer, so that wasn't really much of an effort. But the effort has been to learn how to play it like a steel drum player sounds and not just use that sound and play guitar, but really try to make it come out sounding like a steel drum, and I'm always striving for that. It's been a lot of fun because it's really a unique thing, especially since it's a nylon string guitar, and the guitar that I have is a a Godin, a solid body nylon string electric, and it feels like a regular classical guitar, but it's the only nylon string guitar that's a MIDI controller that can feed into a synthesizer to get that. You can get a hundred different sounds out of the synthesizer, but 
with A1A, I primarily use that steel drum sound. And that's kind of become a signature thing, and it's, it's really been a blast. One of the things Robert Greenwich talks about a lot is trying to incorporate the steel drum in things that normally wouldn't be there. He's always trying to promote awareness of it. I've always wondered, having heard you play, what he would think about playing a steel drum in so many wor- words on a guitar. <laughs> yeah, I wonder about that too. <laughs> I think if I saw him sitting out in the audience, I'd be pretty, I'd be pretty nervous because it's you know it's still kind of a cheap trick. I am trying to respect it as much as possible, you know. But it it is a lot different than playing nylon string guitar playing regular guitar you have to play differently to you know to make it sound like legitimate steel drum and if you compared them right next to each other real steel drum and my synthesizer you'd hear the difference but it's it's pretty legit and it's it's getting better all the time so well having heard you play the harmonica and the guitar it's obvious hearing you that both of them are your craft and you gain the respect of a harmonica virtuoso like greg fingers taylor and that's got to feel pretty good so I was wondering, from your perspective, do you have a favorite? No, not really. They really complement each other, and they allow different parts of my personality to come out. Uh, the harmonica is so uh, not intellectual, just a kind of a, a feeling, and purely improvisational. You know, sometimes notes will, riffs will come out that even surprise me when I'm playing with the band, especially when everybody's psyched and we're doing a solo and playing back and forth to each other and I've learned a lot from Greg, especially this summer. I had a chance to hang out with him up in Chattanooga at a Parrothead function up there, and uh, he showed me a lot of really inside stuff about harmonica playing. And that was great, and I, you know, I'll be incorporating it for the next <laughs> next year, I'm sure. But I'm always working it, always trying to stay progress-oriented and trying to get better. Going over to the Christmas album, and I understand this has been a project that you've wanted to initiate for a long time, so how was the seed planted for this album? When I was living back in Delaware again, I, I grew up in, in northern Delaware. And when I moved back there in 96, I happened to get this job playing the music for a Christmas play. It needed a lot of Christmas carols. So I started doing these arrangements. And then every year after that, that was in 96, and I, I moved back to Georgia in 97. Every year, I just started around October I'd start working up my Christmas carol arrangements again. And every year they kept adding on and getting longer. Got more and more, a, a larger collection. Uh, really enjoyed playing it. And I'd just play it at my gigs. And then uh, it started turning into a real thing. Uh, and about four or five years ago, people started asking me to, you really ought to record that. I think it's unique in that I, I made it like it is when I'm playing live. When I'm playing live, I just go from one end to the next. Christmas songs are really short. There's annoying pauses in between them. That I never liked about a lot of Christmas records. You have a two-minute song, and then it stops, and you have a three-second pause, and it goes into the next one. But this thing just this record just plays continuously, going from one into the next. And the improvisations that I've used to go from one into the next are included in the record. So it's kind of informal. It just sounds like me sitting on the couch playing through Christmas carols and uh, just picking from one into the next. That's what I think makes it unique. That's what a lot of people have said. That they really like that part of it. They can just put it on at a party or something. It just plays continuously. We're going to play three songs from the James Cobb album, Best Christmas Ever. Deck the Halls, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, and A Little Town of Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. 
Jeff and I had been talking about doing a Christmas radio special for a long time, and I had always had a reservation about it. But I was in his truck, and he started playing this album, and I immediately said, you know what, 
we need to do a Christmas special. It's a very special album, and that was one of the things I noticed about it is how cohesive it is. It sounds like one work. You know, it's beautiful. Thanks. So well done. I wanted to ask, out of all the songs on the album, is there one that's especially meaningful to you? One called Silver Bells. It's a pretty well-known secular Christmas song. That was like my dad's favorite. So it's kind of like a tribute to him having that arrangement on there. I can't think of another arrangement for guitar of that particular song that I've heard. So I really like that one. And uh, Winter Wonderland is, is a cool one. I really like them all. of course was Silver Bells from James Cobb, his album Best Christmas Ever. Now back to our interview with Mr. James Cobb. You know, like you said, it's like a mosaic. It kind of just goes on like a one enormous medley, but it's not a medley in the case of it. I mean, each song plays in its entirety, but you don't get that much mileage out of a Christmas song. They're only about a minute long and then you repeat them. And, uh, you know, after two or three minutes, that's about all you get. So that's that's how it kind of evolved, going one into the next. A lot of people want to learn to play the guitar, but there's not as many people that want to learn and study classical guitar. And it seems like to me, everything you do in music, you just completely submerge yourself in it. What made you want to study the classical guitar? 
It was actually a guy that was a classical guitar major in college that was uh, down the hall from a friend of mine in this dorm. We used to just hang out and play guitar. And I had never really heard classical guitar before. And this guy was a, a classical guitar major at University of Delaware. And I started listening to him and thought, man, I really want to learn. I want to learn to do that. So I came to it kind of late. Most people who are classical guitar virtuosos started playing classical guitar when they were seven or eight. And I really didn't get into it until college. So I was like 18, 19. But I had played other styles, James Taylor, Jim Croce and stuff for, for many years. So my hands were kind of ready for it. I just got into it mainly from hearing that one guy playing it, you know, realizing that I could get a degree in guitar playing. It had to be classical guitar, but that was fine. Just so I could spend all day playing guitar and you know, <laughs> get some kind of college degree in it. That was good enough for me. There are lots of kinds of guitar players, so I was wondering, as far as your personal favorites and your influences, who out there would you give respect to as a guitar player? It depends what style. In the jazz vein, uh, I really like Earl Clue and um, Greg Carmichael from Acoustic Alchemy, Pat Donahue, guys like that. In the purely classical vein, Manuel Barueco was a big hero of mine in, in college and still is. A lot of the guys that have played at uh, Spivey Hall here in Georgia, all the great classical guitarists. Mary Ackerman, who's uh, the resident world-class classical guitarist here in Atlanta. I studied with her for many years. She's a, been a great influence. It just depends what genre. You know, I'm also really into Joe Satriani, and uh, you know, I was really into Hendrix in, in uh, high school and college. So <laughs> guitar is so diverse. Depends what style. There's a good mix of stuff on the album as far as secular songs and also the sacred songs. So I was wondering, do you have a personal preference as to the two types of Christmas songs? No, not really, but it is an interesting mix. And I tried to be respectful about the uh, sacred songs. I think the balance is a little more 60% on the sacred side as far as the, the 23 that are on, on the record. It just ended up being the favorites that I grew up with were always the ones that, that my family sang when I was a kid, you know, around Christmas. Were there any Christmas albums that influenced your album? Yeah, I would think uh, there's there's one, Tuck Andrus put out a Christmas album. That was a, a group, a Wyndham Hill artist, Tuck and Patty. Tuck, is uh, he's, he's in another league as far as guitar player. Um, his Christmas album got me thinking about it even more, but it, his is more like jazz stuff. And I guess mine is more like folk roots, but with a classical style. I think that's how it, it kind of comes out.
Three songs from the James Cobb album, Best Christmas Ever. Bring a Torch, Jeanette Isabella, O Come All Ye Faithful, and finally, Joy to the World. We're going to bring you back to our exclusive interview with James Cobb. You have so many different projects that you do, as we mentioned earlier, the James Cobb project, the JCP, your solo work. I was wondering, is there anything on the horizon? You played, before the interview, you played a couple of songs, which I thought were really good. They reminded me a lot of Steve Goodman. Big Steve Goodman fan. So is there anything on the horizons in the world of James Cobb? Well, I want to keep playing with A1A, both the trio and the band, and expanding you know, the, uh, the steel drum on the synthesizer guitar and the harmonica playing. And then for my solo stuff, my jazz fusion group, JCP, a uh, great bunch of guys, and we have an album coming out in the spring. And uh, just keep working on maintaining the uh, solo stuff, uh, the classical guitar stuff. So sometimes there are so many different facets of what I do with music between even just within the guitar. There's so many different things that it's like a full-time job keeping all those things in practice and kind of have to decide to concentrate on one during a given six-month period in order to get the recording out. That's what I had to do with the Christmas album. I recorded most of it in January and February uh, of this year. That's when it's in practice because at this time of year, you know, I'm playing it. You know, as soon as Christmas is over, New Year's is over, nobody wants to hear Christmas music anymore, but I still have it in practice. Every January for the last five years, I've been saying I'm going to record it, you know, during those months. This year, I finally got to it. So I really concentrated on classical guitar playing during that time doing exercises and, you know, staying in practice because the recordings, when you, you know, classical guitar recordings, really, really naked. It's really revealing every little thing, every little fret buzz or squeak or tweak that, that isn't right is heard by the microphones. You have to be really on top of it. Prior to this Christmas album, you released an album, One Sweet Day with the Island Etudes. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that album. Uh, that's all original material, original classical stuff that I wrote over a period of about four years. All the names of the pieces are based on places on St. John in the U.S. Virgin Islands where I, I lived for many years and uh, would like to live again someday. <laughs> it's all original classical guitar music, and it's based on a lot of the influences that I had, which is mostly the Spanish and uh, South American composers, Antonio Lauro, Isaac Albanez, Augustin Barrios, the stuff that I played in college kind of rubbed off on me. And that's sort of how it is with it. whatever I'm studying at any given time, it comes out in, in the stuff that I'm writing. The album starts out with a four movement suite that is pretty difficult stuff, uh, difficult for me anyway, pushes my limits to, to keep it in practice and be able to, to actually play that live. Then there's 10 etudes after that that are basically educational, pedagogical in, in nature and order so that the, the first five are relatively easy and could be good for junior recital material for people who are classical guitar majors in college. And they're progressive in that each one gets a little bit more difficult. The higher numbers, uh, eight, nine, and 10 are more difficult. And the, the uh, early one, two, and three are pretty simple. So I've used them some with uh, some of my students and some other local teachers in Atlanta have used some of them. And there's been some interest in, in Europe, Madrid, and a few places in Italy where they're, some of the heads of guitar departments that I've been in touch with are using them for their students. So I'm trying to branch out uh, with that. 
Well, I think we should hear one of them. Let's play Later That Night. That's the fourth movement of the suite, track number four. Yes, yeah, one of my favorites. talking today with Mr. James Cobb. If you want to check him out on the web, that's guitarchristmasmusic.com. Uh, I was wondering, you mentioned one of your favorite tracks on the album. Is there any other song in particular on Best Christmas Ever that has meaning to you? Well, I really like the arrangement that I ended up with on uh, Winter Wonderland. That's always been one of my favorites. It took me some time to figure out what key a lot of these songs ought to be in for guitar, the where they would sit best, because some of them have a, a melody line that's pretty extensive and uh, has to sit in the right place on the guitar. So over the years, I sometimes change the key to find uh, the key that's most comfortable for that particular song. And this one ended up in C major, which uh, uh, works out really well. And it's a great song. I liked how the arrangement came out. So let's play it. From Best Christmas Ever, here is Winter Wonderland by James Cobb. Mm-hmm. 
Hey everyone, this is Ashton Taylor of A1A, and you are listening to the James Cobb Christmas Special. Please enjoy this music and have a very Merry Christmas. Well, Mr. Cobb, I do thank you for taking the time to speak with us. It was a pleasure interviewing you, and I hope that we get a chance to do this again sometime. Thanks, Paul. It's great to be here. Before we go, the thing that's wonderful about the internet is you can reach people all over the world. James Cobb, our guest today, I'd like to ask you, what would you like to say to the world? Well, I think that music reaches across all cultural barriers. It reaches everybody. And instrumental music really has that appeal. And that's one of the great things about it. The classical music that I've written, it could appeal to people in any country, you know, no matter what language you speak, because music itself is the universal language. And that's one of the things I've always loved about it. It unites people, it unites races, kind of transcends all of those things, all of those problems that, you know, that there are in the world and, and helps to bring people together. You know, for the Christmas album, to me, it was just a, a tribute and a message, hopefully a, a spiritual message, because that, that's the way I've, I felt about it sincerely. I hope it can bring people joy and uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. And I hope you enjoy the record. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas to you and Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. Thanks again, and I hope we have the chance to do this again sometime. Thank you, Paul. I look forward to it.
Those two songs were from the album Best Christmas Ever from today's special guest, James Cobb, Angels We Have Heard on High, and Away in a Manger, available on guitarchristmasmusic.com. We'd like to say thank you to James Cobb for giving us this very wonderful interview, and I'd like to thank you for choosing to listen. And I hope that you've enjoyed the James Cobb album, Best Christmas Ever. I've tried to be honest on this radio show, and we all know that sometimes Christmas can be a stressful time, sometimes it can be depressing. But I think if we count our blessings and realize that what is most valuable around us is the people that we know and love will be on the right track. I hope that even for a little while, this music has made you feel something meaningful, and I sincerely wish you all joy during the holiday season. I leave you with a Christmas song that is both sweet and meaningful. Jeff Pike, my dear friend, recorded this with Ashton Taylor, his daughter. Here is Silent Night. Happy holidays, everyone, and sleep in heavenly peace. Padira, a deep bumpity boo, a rapati canaz a jib.
Goodbye.